Hello, thank you for joining me. You're listening to the Profitable Content Marketing Show. Today I speak with Erin Alfonso. She is a very experienced VA with lots of experience in Pinterest marketing and she's going to tell us all the tricks she has up her sleeve. Erin is also the first Profitable Content Certified VA and this year I'm going to open the Profitable Content Programme to VAs as well. So there's going to be a VA pod and there's going to be a pod for coaches. Enrollment starts on the 13th of December but pre-enrollment is open now so you can get in touch. Uh, email me on info at stephaniefitani.com or just find me on social media and book a call with me. You're going to find more info about this on the show notes at stephaniefitani.com slash 33. And let's dive into today's episode with Erin. Hello, Erin. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm happy to be here. Great. So, Erin, before we before we jump in, um, and I start asking you some juicy questions about Pinterest, would you like to let us know what you do and introduce yourself? Sure, I'd love that. Um, so, my name is Erin. Uh, I have a design SEO and Pinterest consulting company. Um, I am Canadian, so um, I'm up in Toronto, Canada. And what I like to help people with the most is getting results that they can interpret and also um, track because I found that over the years of doing my VA and my consulting, um, there there was a lot of guessing that goes on when you're an entrepreneur. So I found that with Pinterest and SEO, you're able to actually put things out and review the data and it just made you be able to make more confident decisions. So that's what I help people do. Excellent. And Erin is also the first Profitable Content Certified VA. She is, uh, in fact, now qualified to support anyone who has done the Profitable Content Program with our content and also people who haven't done the program. So if you want to use the the system, but you don't really want to do the training yourself, Erin's your girl. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) that's right but for today we're going to talk about something else something I have always wanted to uh, talk to you more in depth about because I am a very very happy client when it comes to Pinterest I love Pinterest I use it a lot I know it has massive potential um, but I've only ever tinkered with it so I'm really looking forward to asking you some juicy questions now today's episode actually started off when uh, a couple of of the ladies in one of my pods, in the VIP pod, actually, in, in, the, in the program. Uh, they were like, you know, uh, do you have any, any information or any training or any referrals about Pinterest? And I was like, yeah, I know just a person. Um, <laughs> awesome. And, you know, most of them are starting from scratch with Pinterest. So we're talking about coaches who are already blogging. So mm-hmm. Plenty of content, you know, plenty of social media. Usually coaches have, you know, um, Instagram and Facebook and that sort of thing. But I know that Pinterest can be very effective with blogging. And, you know, my first question would be if you don't really know how it can help you, you know that it can, but you're not sure how, where, do, where can we start? Yeah, perfect. So um, I definitely think like they knew and also you um, have have explained with them is that Pinterest is an awesome place for bloggers and coaches because their people are on the platform. That's one thing. 
Um, if they're looking to start out to kind of set up your account, um, the first thing I would recommend is either to hire somebody or look into creating a business account because that's the first step that you kind of need in order to um, get data and analytics on how your content is performing. Um, but also look at the foundation of what's needed to drive people towards your account content. And that would be keyword research. So it does sound a little bit in, uh, overwhelming at first, but um, there's lots of videos on YouTube. There's lots of people like me that can help you set up your account baseline. And that's really what's needed in order for you to have the foundation to post your content to, but also to get found by your future people. Excellent. And is it like Instagram where, you know, you can have a personal account and then turn it into a business account, or do you have to go for a new account from scratch? So you would have to go for a new account from scratch. So you would have a business account. Some people have two of them um, because the way that um, maybe you interact on Pinterest as a user would be different of how you want to interact on Pinterest as a business, right? Um, That's right. Generally, when, yeah, when you're pinning your content as a business, you're thinking about pinning content that your ideal person is looking for. Whereas when you're on Pinterest, you may be interested in the same content of your business, but um, uh, you may actually be pinning more personal items. So that's the reason also to segment. Yes, it makes absolute sense. You, you need to keep the two, you know, you don't want uh, blogging tips mixing with, you know, summer hairstyles and- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's know. good some, sometimes, like some bloggers, I'm sure, you know, if they're in the fashion area or if you're like, a coach that is a mom, then obviously you may attract other mothers. So there's a little bit of blending that can happen, mm -hmm. but it's best to lead with maybe 80% of what your ideal client wants and then 20% of who you are, your character, right? That's right. Excellent. That sounds great. Okay. So you mentioned keyword research. Uh, is it different to the way we would do keyword research for a website or for a blog? Um, how does it work with Pinterest? Yeah, so um, it's similar in that you want to put yourself in the user's shoes. So when you're doing SEO research for Google or for your blog articles, you're going to ask questions that you as the content provider are going to be answering. And that would be the same on Pinterest. So Pinterest has um, a very visual platform and there is a search field at the top of the actual platform that you can type in keywords. So they do mimic each other that way. The only difference that, um, that happens with Pinterest versus say Google is that you don't actually see the search volume. So in order, if you put something, let's say you put into Pinterest, um, grow your business online. If you can see it will, once you put that, that keyword in, it'll have a drop down menu of the most used um, search terms that people are looking for. So that would be kind of your in indicator to say, okay, that's where the volume is and that's where I want to target my content or I want to incorporate those keywords into my actual um, blogs. Excellent. So, so then what would be the next step? So let's say now you know your keywords. Um, will your keywords help you decide what kind of content you create in terms of the imagery? Or, you know, because what I'm imagining is uh, somebody who already has like a content plan um, mm. and maybe they've looked up some keywords. Um, how do they then sort of bring everything together to have uh, a Pinterest campaign that actually works? Mm -hmm. 
So you definitely want to look at if you're if you have a content plan, you can use that kind of as your pillar foundation, right? So if you have a subject of a blog, um, let's say it is uh, growing a second career in your 50s or something along those lines. If you have that actual blog content, then what I would use that is the foundation to search for keywords that are related to that. And then from there, if you find something like um, midlife reinvention or career in, new career in your 50s, you can use the keywords that are in Pinterest to optimize your actual pin. So um, you, could you could include the actual keyword in the text overlay. So on Pinterest, it's very much, I would say it's almost poster-like. I'm sure that if we're not looking at like home design or something like that, that's very visually aesthetic. Um, generally you have a pin that has some type of title that tells the visitor, okay, if I click through, this is what I'm going to be delivered on the other side. So using those keywords will help you create that title. But another way that you can use the keywords is if you look up a keyword that you want to target, you can also see it will show you pins top down. And unless they're sponsored, those are the actual blogs that are ranking. So you can use them as visual cues to not to see, okay, what does this audience respond to? Some people may respond to like, um, you know, scenery and no face, or, you know, maybe just a laptop. So it really gives you kind of a competitive edge to see, okay, what, what does the traffic want to see and what do they find aesthetically pleasing, right? So, yeah. Excellent. So you can actually see the kinds of images that are getting pinned. So you, you know, yeah. you know what they're mm -hmm. like. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Very good. When it comes to the actual content you put on a pin, so you talked about the imagery, but there's also text and links. So are those parts of the optimization sort of do those help you get found or are they sort of you could put anything? Um, no, they are part of the optimization because Pinterest mm -hmm. actually has an AI where they can visually recognize and read the text and the imagery and then kind of index it that way. So um, it does come down to SEO, which is in your image. So it will read the image and kind of see what's um, on there. So adding a keyword onto your Pinterest title is really important. And then there's two other places that you can also pull in your keyword to make sure it gets indexed properly on, uh, on Pinterest platform. So you would have it on the image and then you also have a Pinterest title and then a description. So those are the three places that you basically want to utilize the most in order to have um, your content indexed and found. Excellent, very good. So the next question is the big question, <laughs> which you, everyone asks about every platform. So how do you get organic visibility? Uh, you know, what kind of frequency are we talking about? How, how would a strategy that wants to get, you know, unpaid visibility sort of how would it go mm -hmm. so um pinterest has evolved a lot as a platform many many years ago um it's always been there as a an inspiration board so people would go there to find inspiration on things save them for later or to get answers to questions so that's why it's very, um, a lot of people think it's a social media platform, but it's a search-based platform, which I'm sure, you know, because you're a pro at this. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes it great, right? Because people, when they're on um, Instagram, they're kind of 
flowing and they're not necessarily looking for a specific answer. Whereas mm -hmm. on Pinterest, they're looking for an answer. They're looking for inspiration. They're looking for products. I think That's I lost right. my train of thought. Um, can you rephrase your question, Stephanie? Sorry. Okay, no problem. Um, I'm just going to leave a little bit of silence so we can track it for editing. Yes, yes. So what would be the strategy? Um, how would the strategy go to actually get organic unpaid visibility? You know, what kind of frequency, um, how many different posts every week? You know, what kind of strategy are we looking at? Um, one thing that is definitely um, a necessity on the Pinterest as a platform currently is something that they called fresh content. So back in the day, a lot of people would have, um, say, a blog that they would just continually recycle the URL. But right now, Pinterest wants fresh content so that their audience is always getting delivered new items to look at. So if you're, say, you're on a weekly um, blog publish, uh, publication schedule, then that's something that um, would be great for Pinterest. So at minimum, you want to be producing, you know, one either a blog a week, bi-weekly or monthly, but it's definitely something that has to be within your plan. As for how many pieces and the frequency that you put out, it sounds a little bit technical, but with every blog that you have, um, that's kind of the base URL. And from there, you can create image variations at the top that's of right. it. So usually what I do when I'm assisting people is I have their, their blog URL and then I create seven to 10 image variations, which is ex essentially extends the content and gives it more life and opportunities to um, attract people to their website. So it's kind of like you need to find a balance of working a frequency that works for you and your strategy. So a lot of um, people used to say it would be, you know, you need 15 pins a day, you need 20. But what Pinterest really wants right now is quality um, content and consistency. So some of my clients, we only pin once a week and they literally have three to four pins a day going out. So that's a mixture of their new content and then me recycling older content that was popular. So it, it comes to kind of weave itself together over time, but I would say aiming for one blog a week would be a really great start. Excellent. And that one blog a week would have seven to 10 image variations. Yeah, image variations. So they don't Excellent. even have to be really complex. It can just be a color change and image change. So I know that sounds overwhelming mm -hmm. to some people if they're not graphically inclined, but. <laughs> That's why we need Pinterest VAs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so, and then would you post one a day or would you post all of them on the one day that the blog goes out? So no, you definitely want to post them one a day. So what I, okay. I usually do is I'll create those variations and then drip them out over a week period. So that's kind of the first phase of introducing that new content onto the platform. And the good thing is, is it interacts with Google and it sends it positive social signals saying, okay, this, you know, this content is popular or it helps with the system that you taught me also. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Very good. So if I get this right, I'm not very familiar with Pinterest ads. I have dabbled with them a bit. So if you want, so, but I'm not very sure. So if you want your, your posts to be, you know, to reach more people, uh, let's say you don't have more time, you want to do more blogs, but you don't have more time. So you decide to invest the money instead. 
mm-hmm. um, what can you do? You know, is it like Facebook ads? You know, how much how much deeper does it go, and how is it different? Yeah. So same with Facebook ads. I mean, in business, you're either choosing a time investment or you can choose a monetary investment, and that's realistic for everybody. Indeed. So you know, um, the great thing about building content organically is that you have a wide variety of it, but the downfall is, is that you don't know what resonates. So when you're going to go into ads, if you had a blog that you wanted to put through for kind of visibility, you could do that and you're going to get quick data to see, okay, is this, you know, landing with my audience? So that's the benefit of kind of taking a blog in versus just going organic, doing it page, you're going to get quicker answers. Um, with regards to um, promoting your pins, that's what they call it on Pinterest ads, probably the smartest way to do that would be to optimize the blog first. So whatever blog you're going to put out there, I mean, the, the whole goal for all of us blogging is getting people back to your website and getting them to take an action. So right. if you're going to pay for your promoted pin, then you want to make sure that they're either going to land and you're going to retarget them later somehow or mm-hmm. they take an action like they grow, they, you grow your list or, or something along those lines, right? Um, some bloggers want page views because they get paid for that, That's but right. then it's really a cost relationship, right? So I wouldn't recommend that, but if you want to see if your content is responding to your audience, your audience is responding to it, then I would just optimize the blog. Interesting. And in terms of cost, are we talking comparable to Facebook or cheaper? So um, with Facebook ads, there's two different ways that you can kind of structure ads. So they do have conversion ads and they do have uh, traffic or consideration, which would basically be optimizing for the click. Um, An average cost per click is, it can range, but it can be as cheap as like 20 to 30 cents. So if you know you have an offer or content that really converts on the back end, then it can be quite favorable cost-wise. But um, industry it, there's variations depending on industry and, you know, some things land and some things don't. And I think also um, the shelf life of an offer can sometimes change on there. Whereas Facebook, you see people continually running the same thing. So it's really about sure. testing your data and seeing like what they respond to, because it's a very different mindset and dynamic somebody on Pinterest versus Facebook. Yes, that's, that's so true. That's so true. Um, how how do you feel you know do you have any insights in that you know as in the mindset of people on pinterest as opposed to you know facebook or instagram i feel like um pinterest is i mean one really great thing about it is that you don't need to have a huge forward-facing brand so if somebody a lot of bloggers put out some significant content and have a wide audience, but they may not be super visual on social media platforms. So the great thing about Pinterest is that as a a platform, people are not looking for brand loyalty. They're looking for an answer and a solution. So there's great opportunities that kind of lie there. So I I like that about the platform. Excellent, very good. This is becoming very interesting. I am, I am very tempted. Um, I know it is yet another platform. And, you know, it's it's always hard to add another platform, of course, unless you, you're simply hiring somebody out um, to do that. I know that you work also on other platforms. So, you know, if somebody had to pick 
you know, let's say you're blogging, if you had to pick, you know, whether, whether to go for Instagram or whether to go for Pinterest um, or other platforms, maybe Facebook, you know, which, which one would you pick to go with blogging? hundred percent. I would pick uh, Pinterest. Yeah. And that's because I feel like, again, it's, it's user generated. It's validated. The people have intention when they're on there. There's many people that I follow on Instagram and it's purely because I like them. Uh, I like their lifestyle, but I don't think I'd ever be their customer. And I feel that, you know, Instagram and other social media platforms are great for visibility, but I feel like you not only have to get them to interact with your posts, but because you can't put on Instagram, well, you can in your stories and they're changing it a little bit, but there's not a clickable link. And, you know, when you're on Instagram, you're basically being entertained and killing time. So I really feel that if it's energetically um, something challenging where you want to choose, I would definitely choose Pinterest and blogging or Google SEO. And that's also because it regenerates itself. It's content that doesn't die. You could have a viral Instagram post, but the shelf life of it, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it may grow your account long-term, but you're out of control. You don't have the control. Indeed. So I like the idea that the content just keeps generating. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in fact, you know, it looks like to me, the, the, it's the keyword sort of based platforms that are the most attractive because you do the work, you do the content, you do your strategy. And then it's not just in the moment. It's not just this week. It's not just today. It is going to keep generating mm-hmm. in the long term. So it's the same thing for YouTube is the same thing for Pinterest yeah. and also the blogs. Um, or other media you put on your website so it definitely really fits in with uh, the way I like to do things (laughs) yeah same with me those are my top three platforms that I love and for those exact reasons (laughs) excellent I mean there's there's no such thing as passive income um, but there is definitely semi-passive lead generation so (laughs) and you know SEO is it Great. Excellent. Erin, thank you so much for for your great insights. Um, I have one last question for you, which is a question I ask all my guests. And as you know, the program is about content. So of course, you probably have created so much content in the past. And the question is, is there one piece of content you have created that really stands out for you in terms of the results it got? You know, maybe something went viral or something got a lot of attention um is there one piece of content you can remember um it's really hard to say um I don't have one that that comes off out of mind but I think whenever I'm thinking about this I'm always thinking about the long-term plan so I think that definitely your audience like myself um are forward thinkers and that's the reason why we're attracted to all this and and I think that using keywords gives us that potential to extend our audience and not tap out your capacity based off of, um, you know, how many hours you have in the day and you can serve more people and make more impacts. So that's what I usually focus on. So Erin, thank you so much for all the great information you've shared with us today. I'm sure our audience is now thinking, where can I find Erin? How can I get in touch with her? So where can we find you? (laughs) Awesome. I'm so happy to be here. Um, you can find me on my website, erinalfonso.com. I'm also on socials at that name. 
And yeah, I'd love to give your audience a free Pinterest planner just for showing up today and, and being curious about how to use it for their business. That's great. So we'll make sure we add all your links and also the link to the, to the freebie in our show notes. And you can find it by going to stephaniefitene.com slash podcast, and you will find all the links right over there. Excellent. Thank you so much for being with us, Erin. Thank you for listening to the Profitable Content Marketing Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share it with friends and colleagues and anyone you think is going to find this useful. If you'd like to give me some feedback or a question, leave a review on iTunes or a comment on the YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube. Whatever you do, make sure you don't miss the next episode because we have more juicy content coming your way. See you in the next episode.